Hey guys, hey Ariana, hey Lemzy, how are we? Excellent. Ooh, what was that, Lemzy? We just Excellent. said, we gassed him up, like, oh, he's got really smooth, like, butter voice. Excellent. I know, now I know, sorry, now I know. Okay, I'm going to yes, use my voice a lot more. Nice. Like, Ariana, how are you feeling, girl? Yeah, I'm feeling Boss good. woman. Also, I realised your team, I mean, I understand, obviously, like, you were very, like, diverse and stuff, but your team is mainly made up of men. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, say it, say it louder. Say it louder. So, uh, so it's not it's not all men though. There is me. There is Paris. Who's Paris, our, Paris, Paris is our in-house therapist as well. Oh, cool. So she um, she well she works with us part time. So she's not always in the office. But yeah, in all honesty, I do want to hire more women into the team. So. Me. <laughs> I mean, I got my podcast baby. You're gonna have so. to pitch more than that, man. <laughs> me. <laughs> Right. Um, is that your CV? Just is that me, 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 in capitals. Me. I am no, they can have a flyer as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. So we are back. We are at Spoke HQ, which is in Fashion Street in Brick Lane, Shoreditch. Very vibey. Come check it out. They're very welcoming, very hospitable. You know, really good energy and vibes. So check it out. In summary, Ariana, can you quickly tell us what Spoke is in case you didn't listen to part one? Yeah, in Spoke, summary, Spoke is a way to look after your mental and emotional health through incredible audio. It's it's it makes it just as easy as listening to your favorite music. So think like lo-fi hip-hop, ambient world sounds, really catchy voice. beats, Lemzy's incredible voice. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> and it's free to download. That's the best part. Yes, you lose nothing, free. guys. Exactly. Just type spoke into the app store and it will come straight up. Perfect. Thank you, Arena. How many times have you literally said that in your career? 2,800 <laughs> <laughs> The amount of times. So tell me, Arena, what do you do? And you're like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it. Nice. I'll, never, I'll never get tired of it. Love that. And you're constantly changing, developing it, right? Yeah. Like, like naturally, I mean, we're going to talk about that in this episode. So firstly, we spoke about kind of Lemzy and Ariana's like professional and personal growth journey, talk about uni, how that helped them, um, talking about like how they got spoke. Ariana shared that Ariana's the founder and CEO. Lemzy's like the voice. I'd say Lemzy's you're like the face of the company. Like, Ariana, you're more behind the scenes managing stuff. Lemzy, like mm. you're like the big brother, kind of you give that persona and vibe. Mm. Um, part two, we're going to talk about just generally how to start a business as an entrepreneur, how to get people on board, how to recruit the right team, how to make sure you all have the same vision and make sure that like, because I feel like sometimes businesses can be a bit toxic maybe or there's competitive competition. If people aren't in it for like the brands, but are in it just for their own careers, like they're going to move on to the next thing. Mm. Like how do you find good people like Lemzy? And then we're going to finish off with like the visions for the brand, what they're proud about, achievements, personal and professionally. And then just advice for young people. Right, let us talk about, so Arana, you told us on the last episode that you were inspired to start up Spoke after mainly the passing of three, you know, three loved ones to your loved ones. And how like you realized there was a gap in the market because wellness, like meditation was mainly directed at middle class women who aren't the people who are suffering and enduring the most mental health pain. Can you tell us like, okay, so you got this idea. How do you turn, because a lot of people, a lot of young people have ideas. But how do you then have the drive, motivation? How do you know where to start to get it off the ground? Okay, so firstly, you know your why. You know why you're doing it. And you need to be able to articulate that why in a way that helps other people help understand how important it is. So the first thing is taking, you know, the reason why you're doing it and start getting people on board start yeah. getting people interested and excited like for me it was about um sitting on people's podcasts it was about going on to stages at events and talking about uh, the concept and who could come and help me um i started applying to i actually started um 
doing shout outs to people I knew in the world of startups and businesses. And I ended up getting on an accelerator program. Wow. So the UK, so, and the US, so an accelerator program, it's a, um, there are loads of them. So, and I can give you a few of the big, so the, one of the biggest ones in the world is called Y Combinator. And there are, that's based out in um, California. And essentially what it is, it's like three months where, um, or sometimes, you know, two months, sometimes six months, where you'll sit and you'll be given money and you'll be given mentoring and they will help you flesh out your idea. Oh, wow. So the people behind the accelerator will essentially say, here's a talented person who has a strong mission and has a good idea, but they just don't have the finances or the backing yeah. or the network or the understanding of how to make this really work. And then you will spend a little bit of time understanding how to make your business plan, how to make your first financial models, mm. how to create a marketing strategy, how to raise investment. Yeah. And so wow. that's exactly so that what really I did at the beginning. That really propelled you, like it gave you the opportunity to learn and then consequently build up the brand to have a full functioning app so, and team. So that is something that I did. However, I was in a unique position where I had already run a business. So Most I had, hadn't. Yeah. So I was I this that was my second business. So mm. I was running a business before We mentioned event. it in the last episode. Yeah, it was an events business and it was very hands-on. And I actually kind of learned the hard way mm. how to kind of like make things work. Um, but the accelerator program, I would honestly say for any like really, really new entrepreneurs who you know have an incredible mission and and a good idea. Firstly, you want to start validating that idea. So what's like the cheapest way possible that you can understand if people actually like what you want to sell? Look at who the competitors are. Is anyone doing something similar? If there's like loads and loads of people doing something similar, like an unbelievable amount of people doing it, then you're kind of going to be thinking, wow, this is a saturated market. Like, do I really want to go into a market where there's so many people fighting for the same people? And if nobody whatsoever is doing it, then you've got to think, but why is no one doing it? Mm. Is no one doing it? Because actually, no, this isn't something that someone it's quite, wants. It's not worthwhile. Yeah, so there's kind of this fine line between, <clears throat> okay, I know that people are interested in what yeah. I want to sell, but also there's not enough people solving this very specific <clears throat> problem. Mm. You want to start with kind of a niche audience. Nice, very interesting. So how long was that program? So that like program that? was three months. And then and I that was like 20 competing dates, sorry. Yeah, so that was in out. that was in 2019. So yeah. I set, I spent about six months, three in months doing the program. No. no. So that was so the one I did was in London. Okay. So I was just saying the one in California called Y Combinator is probably the biggest one in the world. Oh, but you weren't with it. Yeah. No, it wasn't I wasn't with that one. I was with one called Bethnal Green Ventures. And here. so how do they find you? So I applied to them. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so I sent an application through and then I did a pitch and then they put me on and then they gave me a bit of money to sit there for three months and hash out the idea. Wow. And then after I finished that, I basically spent about three months just hustling really, really hard. I was going and speaking at like, every, I would go to all these entrepreneur <laughs> events and usually at the end they'd say, oh, does anyone have anything you want to say to the audience? Obviously nobody says anything, everyone's sitting there like, shy. Like, yeah. And I would just walk to the front and be like, hey everyone, I've got this idea that I'm building, like I'm looking for people in this space, I'm looking for artists, I'm looking for, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, that's how I met our first investor. 
and actually he introduced me to Michael and then we the spent founder. Yeah, so and then we spent about six months after that fundraising wow. until we had enough to hire our team. That's so interesting. So really you got your first investor, your first glimpse of like, wow, like this could actually go far when you kind of put your hand up saying, I want to speak at this event and I want to speak up. Yeah, wow. that's exactly it. Cause you've, and I probably did that by maybe 150, oh, 200, no 300 way. times. Easily, yeah. And then maybe one or two of those people that I met through doing that, yeah. it led into stuff that so helped. Well. So that's what I mean. You've got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone yeah. and get out there and, and almost like pitch a hundred times yeah. and the one that pays off is the one that's going to count i love that and i think obviously to, you know you've got to have some level of confidence to start up something for real mm. and how would what's your biggest tip for a young person who's struggling with confidence like what can, can you I to, do yeah can i tell you what confidence is like i don't i don't necessarily think it's just about building confidence i think you need to be fearful of the consequences of not doing it so uh, that's what, a good way of thinking about it what like if you like if you're solving a problem that's important enough to you, what's the consequence of that problem not being solved? I was more fearful of the consequence of it not being solved than I was of me standing up and everyone thinking I look stupid. Yeah. And I, I still to this day feel that way. Yeah. So, and if your problem isn't important to you enough that you don't have that, then you're not, then. That's so true. Ariana. So really, really like you need, like you really need to be solving a problem that means enough to you yeah. that you don't care what people even think of you. You're you believe gonna, in you're, it. You're just gonna go out there and do it. Cause it's like, <laughs> I need to get this done. And I believe in that very, very that. intensely. And when you're running a business, things get so, 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 so hard. Yeah. But that feeling is the thing that carries, carries you that. through. That's so cool. So. So when you meet Michael, how does it change? How does Michael kind of adapt or like enhance the what is a spoken just a startup at this point? Yeah. So when you're, so I think a co-founder is really important. Sorry, what was the gap at time-wise between you having the idea and meeting uh, Michael? About eight months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, about seven to eight months. Um, but I think having a co-founder is really important because mm -hmm. it means that you're not doing it at those early stages completely alone because yeah. being alone is and and also nobody can encompass all skill sets so there's this thing there's a book called rocket fuel which is a really really good startup book and they have this thing called a crystallizer assessment which basically you can do a test to see if you are more of a visionary or more of an integrator mm. so a visionary is someone that they think big picture they are good at selling a vision selling an idea getting people emotionally on board breaking down you know brick walls and then an, and an integrator is someone who is good at taking someone's vision and then building out the building blocks to make the business work, building the strategy, putting the admin in place. And if you don't have both skill sets in a company, the company will fail. Wow. And it's so unlikely mm. that one person, of course, one person can do more than that but it's unlikely that one person yeah. will genuinely encompass all of those skills so so michael and i we are i'm very high on the visionary mm -hmm. scale and he's aries very, Sorry. yeah and he's well it's not it's not, not actually it is to do with star signs i, I believe in star signs <laughs> anyway anyway, anyway. Um, and he's very high on the integrator scale so that's when i real and when i started seeing that balance that's mm. when i realized okay now this is a complementary 
um, pair. Yeah. Had Michael done any sort of co-founding businesses before or this, is he completely new to the industry? This is his third business. Wow. He used to run an ad publishing company. Oh, wow. They had over 30 million downloads. They He worked with Jamie Oliver, loads <gasps> of famous... Has he actually met Jamie Oliver? He's worked with him. Wait, does he have Jamie Oliver's number? Can I get him on my podcast? Oh, I bet he does. I'm going up to Michael after. Probably, uh, well, yeah, I'll let you deal with that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, darling. Um, yeah, he's worked with like really famous athletes and like um, he worked with a famous MMA player, basically did loads of consumer apps yeah. um, and he built them and created them successfully. So yeah, he had that background and that's yeah, that's so cool. Thank you, that's perfect. And yeah. like, yeah, so how, oh yeah, no, you answered the question. So like Lemzy yourself, how did you get on board with Spoke? Like when did you come into picture? So obviously Michael was the first guy, the co-founder, and then how did but yeah. i'll say that lindsay and i had actually worked together mm. um we worked together and so when i was working in, with doing sweat and sounds we started working together on live events oh. so we actually started doing the before spoke mm -hmm. it was called reputation mm. i remember and you're looking for a name and you're like guys let's oh, get a new name so needed a new name really <laughs> it was hate, quite long we really didn't reputation. like we really didn't like that name but we actually did a few live events nice. um which that was part of the um, initial seeds of spoke. How yeah. did you meet though, you and Lindsay? Uh, organically or online? Like fairly organically, we got connected through a mutual friend who oh, also, okay. he was like in between the music industry as well. Mm. So whilst Ariana had um, sweat and sound, sweat and sound, and like that touched on live music, and I was an independent artist who was just doing music yeah. quite frivolously and just doing whatever I could. So a quick question, I'm really yeah. sorry to interrupt your flow, but um, your flow, get it? Because you do flow yeah, for a living. Flow, yeah. um, <laughs> when did you, sorry, when, we obviously heard a little bit about your law career after you graduated from Manchester doing law and uh, criminology. criminology sorry. Yeah. When did you decide, like, this is this industry is not for me, and you went kind of do, did you ease into music or did you suddenly go from being a lawyer, suit and tie, to music in my bedroom? No, so I actually did music as a hobby since like nine, 10 years old. Wow. I've been in love with music probably since about 12 years old. Yeah. And I always knew that um, if I had the opportunity, yeah. that was something that I'd really, really want to do. But because of how I was brought up, because of some of the values that I grew up with, which was education is very important, yeah. security and stability is very important. I didn't stop um, going down that road until I was 25, I think. So this is 2016. Mm -hmm. So after graduating, um, I did the accountancy job six weeks, worked with my dad for about 10, 11 months, yeah. became a legal assistant for oh, about wow. 10, 11 months as well. All of this was pretty back to back as well. And throughout all of these, throughout doing Asda, working at Curry's Digital previously when I was in sixth form, I just like, none of this is working. Yeah. But during all of that time, I was still doing music, whether nice. it was doing events in Manchester, coming back to London and doing so you did open live mics. Gigs as well as like Instagram. Loads, yeah. yeah. So before Instagram was like, what Instagram is yeah. now like we still had it we're not that old but <laughs> before it is what it is now me going out and doing open mics was something that like I go to work run home get yeah. changed and be out and I do like two three a week and this wow. is in I guess this is around 2015 2016 and maybe 2017 London. as well anywhere, anywhere in London I went everywhere in London you I went traveled the world, oh, man. world Mr. Worldwide. Do, you know, do you know what's interesting though and I think that's one of the key things that I, I learned about myself a lot mm. as well which was that it was a consequence of if I don't go out and do these shows, I'm just going to be pissed off at myself. That's I'll be true. like, oh, I should have gone there. And doing them, it was like a fearlessness of, I don't know who's going to be there. Yeah. I don't know if I'm even going to get on because yeah. these open mics sometimes they don't even pick you, even though you're there. Yeah, like, And I don't know how many people will be there. I don't know where I'm going in London. I need a sat nav, all this stuff, but I'm going to do it because yeah. 
Why I'm not? so compelled that I have to go and do this. And I met so many amazing people through doing these open right. mics and develop my skills and my yeah. notes for actually being able to perform, enunciate, get rid of any kind of imposter syndrome or fear mm. of public speaking as well. Like that yeah. really, really helped me. And um, I think one of the key things for me was just like, really trying to find a way again to find that separation like that healthy separation that you get in competition or you get yeah. when you do something you're really passionate about because i think the difference between art so music and stuff like sports is that within sports you're all kind of aiming for that same target or that aim win goal yeah like exactly win we got to win whereas what i really learned from doing the open mics and seeing how people interpreted just performing and giving their all was oh this is really unique like I can't be whoever that person is on stage. I have to just develop Lindsay. whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Lindsay? Who is Lindsay? Exactly. Well, are you asking or are you actually? Oh. I mean, I think <laughs> so you were ready to ask that question. Yeah. Another podcast coming, guys. Like if you guys like and comment if you want Lindsay back. I'm not Ariana. Um. Also Ariana. Of course. But um, obviously they're both really cool people, so I'd love to have you again. Anyway, sorry. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, I think one of the key things as well from just like being out there and that fear of if I don't do yeah. this was a lot of failures and a lot of risks and a lot of things that I did go home and I was like, why the hell did I do that? I remember <laughs> one time I went to, it was advertised as an open mic in Hoxton and I went down there dressed up, I was ready, da 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 da. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna shell this one. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do well today, you know, that feeling. And I went on my own, cause that was another thing I learned. Mm. If you really believe in something, don't wait for other people yeah. because they might say, yeah, I'm coming with you or yeah. yo, 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 did it. Just go, just go and do it. And eventually they will come at some point. Um, yeah, so I went to this event thinking, okay, this is a great open mic in Hoxton. That's going to happen. Not heard of it before, but it sounds sick. I go in and I see there's two rooms. One's empty and there's mm -hmm. one that's got like five oh. um, really elderly people there. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. I must be just early for this thing that's in there. So I asked the lady, yeah, where's, where's the open mic? What's going on? She's like, yeah, if you just go straight oh, through there. No. And it was some guy called Jack. I think his name was Jack. It was like his seventh, no, 80th birthday. Oh, no, he and they were playing Frank Sinatra on the keyboards. So and they were like, hey, do you want to join in? And I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, so I stayed, I stayed for like an hour and a you half. Yeah, but it taught me something as well. It was like, do you know what? No matter the conditions, yeah. do it. If you That's really, really think that you're good enough to do like whatever the main thing could be. <laughs> let's say O2 Academy yeah. for someone like me who's an artist, can you do it in a room full of five OAPs, like elderly people celebrating a yeah. birthday and they're not doing an open mic? That's it's just, so nice. a, yeah. That's so it was, nice. But that's, that's a memory so nice. that's always yeah. stuck that's with really me because awesome. I always know now, no matter where I'm performing, I can do it. <laughs> like I can yeah, do it, exactly. like it's fine, oh, go that. and do it. But you can never plan for those experiences. Nice. They always so, come to you. Yeah, exactly, that's so true, organic. Um, so when did you join Sorry Ariana? So I'm just conscious of time. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah, yeah. So we met in 2018, which we're always a bit like, what? It feels like it was way oh, earlier I than know. that. I, I, keep, I keep saying, oh, we've known each other for 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> we're I mean, old school like friends. And to be like, fair, we grew up not even that far away not from each other. Far. And I'm sure we have oh, yeah, mutuals yeah. and da 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 da. So yeah, it's kind of weird that we didn't know each other before, if anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, around 2018, Reputation was doing this thing. You, I don't know if you remember this, but you came to my listening party for my album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you said something was really, 2018, yeah. it was Thursday the 15th of November, 2018. Oh, I, remember. I remember specific days. I, like I that. said that it was a, it was a meditation. Yes, you remember this, yeah. Remember this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, Cute. I didn't really get it <laughs> when Ariana said that to me, because at that stage of my life, meditation and general well 
I say wellness. Well-being was a big thing for me. I was into sports. I was yeah. into like physical well-being. Mm. But beyond that, if it wasn't like sports related, so discipline, focus, yeah, da-da-da, yeah. I wasn't really thinking That's about it too tough. So you've not always been kind of like spiritual, connected with your mind and soul and body. Like... I have, but not in a way where I could translate that into traditionally what's called mindfulness or yeah. traditionally what's called meditation i should say mm, like i was always practicing these forms of mindfulness yep. but without knowing that i was doing it and mm. that's why ariana saying such a thing was really um it was just really impactful for me because i was like ah you're interpreting me um elucidating the stuff that's in my head yeah. as a form of meditation and yeah. i kind of was like oh maybe that does work in some sense I didn't really build on it or yeah, anything like yeah. that, but it just, it stuck with me. Um, so when Ariana and I continued doing like a bunch of different things together, whether it was during a pandemic year, where it was like Instagram Live, let's try I that. Remember, and I remember, Yeah, <laughs> there was, we tried a bunch of stuff and it's then we cool. had different conversations with people like mm. Kubi, for instance, like- Different artists, you had like, I remember you had yes, some artists. there were five of us at the yeah. beginning, yeah. And yeah, we were filming stuff. Yeah. Like there was a lot happening, even though it was lockdown, pandemic, yeah. you shouldn't do anything. Like We tested a lot of stuff. 100%. And I think through all of that testing, that's how we got to where the beginning. Well, not even just where we are today, but the beginning of what led us to right. where we are today as well. So, yeah, there's been a lot of developments. So and I think the last two years almost, I joined August 2020 full time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the last almost two years wow. has been Crazy. a really significant part of my just oh my god there's so much growth. to talk about yeah we've got nine minutes left so Arina, i want to talk about like getting investment because you need capital where are you mm -hmm. going to get this money from monies yeah so talk to us about that yeah so we've got a mixture of vcs who are that's that? basically venture capital so it's basically funds yeah. um and it's a it's like a whole there's a whole world <laughs> um of uh, money where, yeah it's, and and i could probably spend a whole episode yeah. talking yeah, to you about how vcs work but let's save that for a different episode so it's a mixture between vcs and angels so angels are just people who put their own money in and then with the view that at some point they'll get a return on it so are these wealthy people sorry not necessarily middle class people. yeah 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 so actually we're all investors in it so you're Lens, all angels yeah. an investor yeah, i've got my own money in yeah yeah like so actually most of the team have also put uh, our own money in so yeah um and then we've got a a variety of people so for example one of the founders of Mixcloud wow. he's an investor and he is also on our board so what is Mixcloud so Mi Mixcloud um so oh, people young. <laughs> yeah so it's like lots of people listening it's basically like SoundCloud but for mixes what's SoundCloud SoundCloud is where you, for artists. you put yeah yeah so you've right. had a you yeah so, so it's a big name oh it's a huge it's a huge did you get him thing. Um, I mean, he's one of them, but we've got so many, like, how you know, many investors um, do you have? Probably about um, 13 or 14, wow. but they're like really, really, really great mm. names. Um, do they mentor you much or literally just cash in the bank? So some of them, most of them I'd say just cash in the bank. And then there's like a couple who are very established, who have done, like, so for example, our very first investor, Aww. a guy called Tom Adiula, who's, he was like the person who helped me the most yeah, with at the early stages, making connections. <clears throat> um, so he is also on our board. So I probably go to him for most of our business advice nice. because he has scaled and built a really, really successful company as well. Um, but yeah, so raising investment is is something you want to um, consider if it's actually right for you mm. if you run a business because people putting money into a business it means that you are planning for it to 
to give them a return at yeah, some point in the future. It's a risk. So you need it's not that it's a risk, it's just that that's what you are developing the company for. And so there are other companies where people might not have that as a foresight. Yeah. They are more that you know they they see it as more and people use this term kind of in a bad way, but it's not I don't think it is. It's like a lifestyle business. Some mm. people build a business around their own lifestyle yeah. and they're like I'm just going to kind of sell things that I make or I'm just going to like yeah. sell things that I create or things <laughs> that I do. And that's actually great as well. But, it, you know, so there's there's a few different types of businesses. So the type of business we are is something that we believe can grow globally, can hit millions and millions of lives. I genuinely think that this could be bigger than Headspace or Calm because mm -hmm. our target audience are music listeners, yeah. mm -hmm. are people that are in the music world and not in the like, you know, Karen world. Or even like I hate to say that, sorry, I should probably stop saying Karen World, but yeah. it just encompasses everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, but just in the world where it's like, you know, they are already aware about, okay, Mental. I know me meditation, mindfulness, they mm. already go to that. You mm. have to have experienced it before yeah. to, to kind of go to it. Um, yeah, so... Money, money. Do you need more money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you a great question. Do you ever a limit? Do you ever think, oh, okay, once we've got a million, like, that's done? Or are you always aspiring for so more, we've, we've, more, more? We've raised over a million so wow, far. We've right, raised 1.1 million pounds so far. But the thing is, is when you run a business, you have to spend money to yeah. make things happen. Mm -hmm. And employees. Um, yeah, and exactly. Do so you, as a CEO, like, do you feel like, I don't know how it works, like paying yourself and how does that work? Everyone gets out their salary. So even yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even myself, because otherwise I couldn't I couldn't live. So I literally calculated what I could literally live off of and wow. I paid myself that. So, so really minimum. Yeah, so I pay myself like the minimum, like I don't care what I, as long as I can like pay my mortgage payments and like eat. live a life and eat. That's like, all I care about for myself. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you basically need to pay so usually team costs are always the highest of cost. Yeah. And going on to that, how do you find team? How do you find talented people that have the same vision as you? That is usually the hardest thing. Yeah. So first thing is you want to be selling the big why. You want to be getting people passionate and engaged mm. in why you're even doing this in the first place. Yeah. And that's what gets people in. Mm. So, um, you know, I put up job ads, you know, people. Like LinkedIn? Like, what do you Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a good one. Right. There's a new one called Otter that we've mm. been oh, using wow, that's Otter. really good. Um, the and the, the dots as well. Mm. And I try and make sure that we've got lots of, you know, good press yeah. and good stuff online. So people And you do a lot of stuff, us. like, for example, Ariana did TED Talk about Spoke. Yeah. Like, you're really into, like, bringing it to the media. Like, no, not media, like, bringing it to people's attention. Yeah. Obviously, you need like loyal supporters and people that believe in it as much yeah. as you guys do. Yeah. And yeah. then, are you happy with the team you have now? It's five of you mainly. Honestly, we have Big got... question for you, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I personally think we've got one of the best teams a business could ever wow. imagine because not just is everyone incredibly, incredibly talented, but every single person is so passionate about what we're that. doing and cares about the mission and doesn't just see it as a job. I'm going to be honest, as long as I'm the one running the company yeah. i want to make sure that nobody sees this as just a job yeah. and if someone does just want a job then, then you're, you're at the wrong you're at the wrong place because yeah. like it's it's we've got a lot of soul mm. you know we know what we try to create it. Feel it, literally. and um yeah we're here to make a difference i love that and Lindsay, are you like do you like the dynamic how is ariana and like michael created like the dynamic for like spoke i think it's great i think the main thing is that it, it's malleable like that's because we're a startup and because um, we're still creating our identity, yeah. I think the main thing is that we have to just stick it, be as malleable yeah. as we have been. I remember me and Ariana were having a really good walk and talk once mm -hmm. where 
I asked her, like, look, I don't really know how to necessarily fit in sometimes. And I'm Was it the start, sorry? Was no, this was even that long ago. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> and these are the kind of conversations yeah, that yeah. keep happening. Like, you it's on, very, these are like, ongoing. Open and all those conversations. Yeah, and I feel like because your team or the team is small and because it changes quickly in terms mm. of objective or what we're trying to do, yep. there's always those conversations that need nice. to be had of, okay, how do I fit in at this moment? Okay, what can I do better here? What's the thing that we're really aiming for at this moment in time? Yep. And one of the things Ariana said to me was, don't worry about fitting in, just like think externally, like what can you push out? And that. even that is a, a great concept for me as someone who like, I like engaging with people. Mm. I like doing stuff yeah. externally. I like having yeah. that as my modus operandi at the time so it's like cool that's what i'm going to be doing just focusing that. on pushing out more than anything perfect we have literally two minutes so interesting i wish you could go longer but final thoughts what is a like the thing you're most proud of personally and professionally and be advice like the, and then be the future goal for spoke and then see like advice for young people boom boom pal let's go <laughs> so um what i'm most proud of is the team that we've got here at spoke genuinely that's the thing i'm most proud of in the world um and the advice that i would give is be honestly and authentically yourself at all times. You know, Preach. genuinely figure out what it is you care about and what mm. it is you're willing to fight for and then just start fighting for it and start, you know, Do sharing it. your opinion and be open and practice like radical candor. There is actually a book called Radical Candor. <laughs> You've been a lot of books. You're a big well, reader, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big reader. Um, and read that book because it, um, you know, it's the world of like authenticity it is a buzzword yeah. but there's like a genuine aspect to that that yeah. i think is really important and yeah. i could go on but we want to get let's go let's go uh i say what how much music of? how much music we created i'm very yeah. proud of that the yeah. volume is crazy in such a short space of time check it out download the yeah, yeah, world yeah. Out now and go. in terms of advice i would say start thinking about what your non-negotiables are some of the things that you think no this is part of my core identity and i don't want to compromise on that i love that Thank you so much. Guys, we've got 30 seconds to spare. Have you enjoyed it? Will you come back on the podcast? Yeah, maybe. You know, guys, yeah. let me plug your podcast, bro. Come oh, yeah. Up. Make sure you check out Infects Chats. That's yeah. everywhere you need nice, to find nice. it. But we'll come back if you pay us. You know I'm fundraising. Yeah. Fundraising, come on. Guys, maybe an investor. Listen, you never know. You exactly, never know. exactly. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Thank you. Well. We're, we're hiring brand ambassadors. Oh, yeah, really, really good. If you're, a young, if you're a young influencer and you care about spoken our mission. Okay, live up swag. Win! Bye, guys. Take care. Thank you.